<laughs> All right, Nate, what's up, dude? Welcome to the pod. Thanks for being on it, dude. I'm having deja vu right now. Uh, it's almost like we just filmed this clip. <laughs> no, thanks for having me. Yeah, dude. So at the beginning of every episode with the guests I have, I always want to pay them flowers. I already got complimented this guy. I inflated his head a little bit, but we got to do it again. You can tell me again, yeah. yeah. You can tell me as many times as you want. All right, great. Nate has been... Um, somebody that I've looked up to throughout the years. We've known each other for like nine years. And he's often somebody that I, I use as an example for people that I do look to because his work ethic is so, it's so high. Like his work, work ethic is great. Um, he opened this gym, Commotion Fitness. If you, ever, if you come to Milwaukee, check it out. And aside from that, he does trading. He We'll get into the Airbnb thing, but we just recently talked on the phone. He told me the number of Airbnbs he has, and I was like, holy shit, this dude doesn't stop. And then on top of that, he's always posting at like 2 a.m. on Instagram, and I'm like, he doesn't sleep either. He's just a super hard worker. He's somebody that I look up to, and I'm really, really happy to have him as a buddy. So good job, dude. Thank you. Good job in life, man. You're I succeeding. I look up to you, too. Same reasons. Because <laughs> I'm taller than you? I don't think you're taller than me. No, nah, I'm not taller than you, but I appreciate it, bro. It's rare to find people that have the same mindset and work ethic. And like have the same beliefs and things. Yeah. So it's cool that we know each other for that reason. Absolutely. Go ahead, dude. You're good. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. And it's um <clears throat> it's it's interesting to see <clears throat> the types of people that like say that they have the mindset or say that they have the goals and like execute or don't execute too, right? Um, and you're definitely an executor. So uh, Nate and I have known each other for like nine years. He worked at the Shorewood Fitness Center. Why don't you, you can tell them a little bit about what you did there. Yeah, well, I started as a trainer there, personal training people. And I think that's how we crossed paths because you were training at the time. We talked about how you were a trainer, but not at the gym, but training someone at the gym <laughs> as a non-trainer trainer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's how we met each other and we started talking to each other. And yeah, uh, I feel like we've had similar paths with just like going off on our own and trying to make our own path for ourselves rather than working for somebody else. Yeah, for sure. So I actually remember like the specific day when we like reconnected and you told me to come check out your gym. It was like <clears throat> Brady Street, Jimmy John's at like 3 a.m. Hmm. And we were both out for a night of drinking. And I, well, maybe you weren't because I don't really know about your like habits of drinking and stuff, but I was definitely loaded that night. <laughs> and we uh, <laughs> we like it was like one of those things where you like look at each other and you're like, wait. No. And then, and then we started talking again. I was like, dude, what's up? And you're like, we've got to talk. And you're like, I just opened this gym downtown. Um, you got to come check it out. And then eventually I did come check it out. And then from there we started doing like content and stuff together. I did a couple like ads for you or whatever, but I want to get into to start at least. Cause I agree with you. We both kind of follow this path of like, we don't want, we haven't wanted to work for anybody. Um, and we've been working for ourselves. I think, how long have you been self-employed? Um, Let's see. So the gym's been open. We're coming up on seven years. And I was self-employed a full year before that. So I guess eight years now. What were you doing before that? Uh, well, just personal training. But I was going to people's houses, doing house training. Uh, so, yeah, pretty much that for like a full year. And I guess I was, I was technically teaching jujitsu at the time, too. Okay. But I was doing it as more of like a payment for rent so I could train out of the gym. Sure. To get extra clients on top of the people I was doing at the houses, too. Sweet. Yeah. So, yeah. So I want to jump into like the inception of like your whole, <clears throat> the start, dude. Like 
I feel like um, at least this is what it is for me and some other people that I've talked to so far is like, I feel like um, people who want to be the entrepreneur or they want to like accomplish great things, they've kind of always had like a voice in their head telling them like that, like they need to do more or there's like a different path for them. They feel special somehow. Growing up, like what was it like for you? Did you have like a career path that you were going to take? I know that you did music and stuff like that. And that's something that we have similar. And that's actually part of the reason why I think we're both in the mindset that we're in hmm. um, because it was outside of the norm, right? It was outside of something. We wanted a career path that was different, yeah. right? But how did it all kind of start for you? When did you get the mindset of wanting to be an individual doing your own thing? Yeah. I mean, so I thought that wanting to own your own business was normal. I didn't know this was different. Yeah. I thought everybody wanted to do this because especially when I was working at that gym, it's like I have 30 people in my class and I realized each person is paying $10 and I'm crunching the numbers. Yeah. You know, I'm <laughs> yeah. like, okay, they're making $300 out this class. I'm getting paid 15 bucks. Like what's wrong with this picture? Yeah, here? Yeah, so yeah. to me, it's just logic that I want to go off on my own. Right. Why would I give like most of my money to someone else when I can crunch the numbers, see how much money they're making and know that I can do the same thing. So logistically, it just seemed to make more sense. But even, but yeah, like even as a little kid, like I always knew I wanted to have my own business. I did like the business clubs in high school nice. and like, yeah, I always knew that part. So I guess that was just something that was inherent. Yeah. Uh, but I've never thought about like, what do you think with like music that I think that there is. So people who are like creative, right. Okay. I think there's something thinking outside the box. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. They, like, and I think that most people who are musicians that like without really thinking about it, they're trying to be mm. their own boss, right? Like they're trying to do something that's, like, like sure. you said, like they're thinking out of the box. They're not trying to like go wear a suit for the whole day and like go to an office. Like if they could, I think every musician would go and tour the world, you know, yeah. play music. And at the end of the day, I think that that's like kind of an inherent um, quality of people who just are creative, like photographers, videographers, musicians. They just want to do something different. They don't want to be cooped up all day. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, yeah. And I actually like for the majority of musicians that I know, they've all at least tried an entrepreneurial like endeavor. Yeah. It doesn't always work out because I think there's also that with like artists is like they're not necessarily the most smart monetarily or they can't logistically put things together. Um, admittedly so for me too. I'm not always the best logistically, but yeah, I think that that's, that has something to do with art, art, um, artistic with the artistic nature. But yeah. Um, so after, after getting into the fitness at Shorewood, um, fitness center, and then training people for a year being employed by yourself, what like kind of made the inception of the gym? Uh, well, I was trying different avenues for different businesses, like little like side hustles and stuff. And I think I just didn't have the courage to open up a gym, but it took talking to a friend one night who was extremely drunk and I was telling him all the things that I was interested in and what I should like kind of do with my life. He's like, Nate, you need to open a gym. Like yeah. everything you're telling me, it aligns with opening a gym. So I was like, agreed with him. I was like, yeah. And I think I just made my mind up that that's what I wanted to do. And I didn't know how I was going to do it. I trained a guy who was really good in business. So he kind of helped me along and mentored me a little bit. But it was like through trying to discover that, that I had the opportunity to actually buy into the place that we're at now, which I've eventually bought out my partner. So it's fully yeah. mine now. Um, but I think once I started pursuing that goal, that's when those other like little opportunities popped up and that's how I fell into it. 
So what, what was like, you mentioned courage. What was like the limiting belief inside of you that like didn't, didn't let you take that leap originally? Um, that's a good question. I think you always think that there's, and well, this is true that there's, you never know what you don't know yeah. until you know it. But you always think that you need to know more than you do when you jump into things. Yeah. That makes sense. I feel like that was like hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah. Okay. It's like you have to, I tell, yeah. I, tell, I tell Heather all the time. I'm like, you can never do business. Like you always think there's going to be that perfect moment. Correct. But there's not, you have to jump in. And when you jump in, things just somehow work out and they figure themselves out. Yes. But it's because you're forced into that pattern, right? Like you're forced into the habits that you have to have to be a business owner to make things happen. Correct. Yeah. You know? Um, so then with the gym, you open the, how old are you when you open the gym? Uh, or well, not when 30. you open it, when you buy in. Yeah. 30. Okay. What would you say? Like when you, when you buy in, like, obviously it's probably a big chunk of change. What are like some of the sacrifices that you have to make at this point in your life to make sure that, or to ensure that you do business well and that you like succeed with the goals that you have? Um, and do you have any other goals aside from the gym, like outside of the gym at this time? Like right now? No, no, no. At, oh, at, at that, that time. time. Yeah. No. Um, I was just so pumped on being a gym owner. Uh, but the thing is, is like, I think you don't, is you don't necessarily need to sacrifice a lot, but it's like what you, this is like the pure thing with business too. Like what you put into it, like that's what you get out. So I think a lot of people don't make the sacrifices and you know, I'm sure everyone's heard the stat, like 90% of businesses fail. Yeah. And that's why it's just because they're not. So, um, but yeah, I was going to make, like I would do, I would have done literally anything to make it work. So, you know, waking up at five in the morning, getting home late at night and, yeah. you know, not sleeping, spending all of my time just pursuing that and making it work. Like I would have done anything to make it work. And, you know, I was acquiring the knowledge at the time to learn as I go along. Um, so I think I was willing to make this. I don't think you necessarily there's I mean, there's some otherwise it's going to close. So it's just like what you're willing to put into it. And that's the cool thing about business. The more you put in, the more you get out. It's just pure and simple like that. Yeah. So we just had a talk with one of my friends, um, Kelly, Kelly Benfee. She's like a CrossFit Games athlete now. She finally made it to the CrossFit Games. And I was talking to her and this like really struck me because the whole like premise of this podcast is to talk about like, I, like, you know, we get to see the glitz and the glam of like, you know, you own a gym and you have the Airbnbs or whatever. And I own a gym and and you get to see the glitz and glam of it. But people don't really talk about the sacrifices or the pain like moments that like it takes to get there. One thing that she said though, that like really r hit me where I'm like, Oh my God, I might have to rework the whole idea of this podcast was like, she's like, I don't feel like I'm making sacrifices. Hmm. Like, I just feel like I'm doing what I have to do, you know? Like, so for yeah. example, she doesn't like go out and drink anymore or whatever, but like, she doesn't feel like she's sacrificing going out to drinking. She's like, it's just a different part of my life. Yeah. That I no longer do. Yeah. You know? No, I, I resonate with that. Yeah. I don't, I don't feel like I did anything I didn't want to do. Like I wanted to do that. Like, like I said, wake up at five in the morning and go to bed late at night. So I guess like thinking about like that in, I was sacrificing other areas in my life that maybe I wanted to be good at, but it wasn't something I was like, there's always like little things that you force yourself to do, but the general overall process, it just, it was like what I wanted. 
Yeah. So it doesn't really seem so much like sacrifice. Yeah. So I guess just a different perspective on it. <sighs> yeah, dude, I'm mm. starting to like think now. Cause That's I'm like, yeah. Cause then we even talked about it on the ride here where I'm like, you know, I don't drink anymore. I don't like really hang out with friends anymore, but like, or at least not often. And I'm like, I don't really like, I don't feel like I'm missing out. You know, I just feel like, yeah, that part of me is like behind me now, mm. you know, you resonate with that? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That's making me think now, too. Like, if people that, because I look at my friends who are the best at what they do that I know, and it doesn't seem like they like force themselves necessarily to do a lot. They're just so overly obsessed with it that that's just them. Like, that's just part of them. It's like autopilot. Right. right? They're just going. And yeah. so I have this thing, too, where I talk about, and I even said it in the last podcast, where I'm like, I think that there are people who, like, they, they like passively want things. They don't like really like they would like to have these things. They don't actually want it. You know what I mean? Because when you want something, I think that in this, Kelly just made me like rethink the whole thing. I'm like, my mind is like going crazy thinking about this even like she wants that thing so bad, right? We want these things so bad that, um, yeah, nothing seems like a sacrifice because it's part of our journey that we want, right? Like, I don't know. The people who just like passively want things or just like would like things, they would look at it as a sacrifice because they don't truly want it. It's not in right. their heart that they want it. Yeah. They're probably just lying to themselves about what they really want. Yeah. You know, it's not, it'd be nice to look better, but what they truly care about is sitting at home and watching TV. Yeah. So they're just lying to themselves that they, what their priorities are. Right. In other words. Yeah. And it's okay too to not want. You yeah, know, absolutely. Like, yeah. I think there's so. a big thing that's changed over the years is just like, judging people on what they want like I really don't care like what do whatever like truly makes you happy and uh you know I think I've stopped been projecting like what I feel is important on other people yeah and I just you know accept them for what they do and that makes you happy good for you yeah totally so okay so then you you get into the gym business and then I remember having a conversation with you where you were talking about um this is like a couple years and you having the gym and you're like, dude, I'm just trying to get this house. I'm trying to make this loan, whatever. And eventually you do get the loan and you do get the house. And now from what you told me, it's probably like a hundred more. But a few weeks ago we talked on the phone and you're like, you're like seven, I have seven Airbnbs. And yeah. now how many do you have today? Yeah. Seven. Seven. Yeah. How, like, how did you go from gym owner to trying to get your first house to like, now you have seven rental properties. Yeah, so I was all in on the gym, like 100% up until COVID started. Um, and I had my business coach. Do you know Do you know Alex Ramosi? I was. So he's like yeah. blowing up now, which is cool. Yeah, but he was yeah. my business coach. So I got to talk to him every single day. Yeah. And like. Oh, you got I've, to talk to him every day? Yeah, I got to That's talk cool. to him every single day at noon. Nice. Uh, I got to meet him and Layla several times. And, you know, so he, everything he like talks about is like drilled in my brain. Yeah. Which is pretty cool that I had that opportunity. Oh yeah. But he was always, his thing was always go all in on one thing, you know, do it as long as you can, you know, do the boring work, mm -hmm. repeat it over and over and over again. But that's like, it kind of, uh, it kind of fucked me when COVID, can we say fuck? Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah absolutely. Yeah. Do all, uh, do all the swearing. But when, so yeah, when COVID started, that was all I had. And I had, you know, it was, it was tough because every day somebody would quit the gym. So if I put all my eggs in that basket and I had this gym and I had another gym too, a kickboxing gym. Mm -hmm, I remember. So that was, you know, all my business. I was definitely like very invested in both places, um, had a lot of money put into both places. 
And I had a lot of money coming in, but as soon as you cut that off, you know, it starts getting really hairy pretty quickly Yeah. when you don't have that income coming in and you have like pretty big bills for rent and like utilities that didn't stop. So, and you had employees too, right? Yeah. I had employees I had to pay. Um, yeah. Like advertising, marketing expenses. Uh, so that's like when I, that was like the first, my first thought of like trying to invest into other things just so I couldn't ever be in that situation again, that if the gym were to shut down, like I'd be fine. Uh, so like I tried doing like more like the online training, which I was doing a little bit before. Um, but I got really lucky that I withdrew my 401k. I put it all in the stock market after it crashed. No. And then when it started blowing up, I like took it back out. Cause that was at the time, like you didn't get fined for taking out your 401k. Okay. So I took that money and I had like some like Bitcoin that like blew up too. So I took that money out and I used that as a deposit as a house. And I figured at the time, like I could make some monthly cash flow, like doing Airbnbs. So that was a three unit that I started with. Yeah. And um, yeah, I had a couple tenants in there and one of them moved out right away. So I did Airbnb. And when the other tenants moved out, I started doing those as Airbnb too. And the first one was really successful, especially at that time uh, with COVID still going on and like things kind of opening back up. Airbnbs were like really popular. So I just kind of hit it timing wise good. And then that's when I started after I realized it worked, I started doing it with other places. So you have seven of them now? Yeah. All here in Milwaukee? Yeah. Do you, you feel like it's like, is that like the business that you feel like you're going to focus on now? Like that's the thing you want to do? No. No? Yeah. So, and then at the same time I had gotten into trading, Yeah. I which I, uh, I did, uh, I did an internship in college just because we had to pick a job that we would intern on somebody we wanted to work for. And I knew I didn't want to work for anybody. So I was like, well, you know, what should I do? And, and the professor was like, I don't care, kid, just pick something, like, leave me alone, <laughs> you know? So, yeah. and I was always kind of interested in stock trading and I was like, well, maybe I, I could work for like a firm or something. Yeah. I was like, I'll check it out. I'll do my internship for that. So I did an internship and I followed around this like stock broker guy that did trading and stuff. And that was my first introduction to it. Sure. I always thought it was super cool, but like going back to Alex, he's like, don't focus on anything else. So you're just taking attention away from what you're doing. So I was all in the gym. There's a few times where I kind of straight away, you know, almost got sucked into an MLM yeah, doing like yeah. 4X stuff. This was before what's his face too. So yeah. somebody else. <laughs> um, but I was always interested in it. And then when COVID started, I just looked at it as, as like another opportunity to like try to be good at it because I was interested in it. And I was like, well, you know, it's fun for me to learn. But uh, with that, it's like something I can do that has unlimited potential to scale. Yeah. Super frustrating when you first start. Very hard to do um, psychologically mainly. Uh, but all it is is clicking a button. And the more money you have, the more you can make. It's like, and you can do it from anywhere in the world. There's like very like little businesses that don't rely on other people, that don't rely on sales, that you can like scale infinitely to make money. Yeah, I remember <laughs> we were going to, uh, we shot like an ad, but like you told, or maybe we were doing, I don't know, something, whatever. We were going to make a video together. And then you were like, I got to do this trade. I have like 10 minutes to do this <laughs> trade. And you were like freaking out. And I'm like, I didn't know anything about this stock shit. Like, cause like COVID everyone got onto Robin hood and all that stuff, you know, like yeah. it just was the thing. And then you were like, I got to make this trade, blah, blah. And then like, so I finally get here and you're like, dude, we have to stay here for a little bit. I'm sorry. We stayed for like <laughs> 10 minutes. And then I remember 
I don't, I don't want to say the amount of cash, but it was a significant amount of cash. And you were like, you're like, I could lose this all or I could double it. You know <laughs> what I mean? so stupid looking back at it. And I was like, oh my fucking God. I'm like, dude, <laughs> please don't do it. I was thinking that. But like, I trust your judgment and I think you're a smart guy and you hit the enter button. I was like, oh my God. Oh my God. Like I was <laughs> nervous for you. You didn't lose the cash, which was good. Right. I don't think you lost no, it. I no, didn't, you didn't no, lose it. Luckily. I think you got, you actually made some money. And then I was like, holy shit, dude, that quick is how that stuff works. Like, yeah, I was mind blown, dude. Yeah, I definitely my approach is way more conservative than it was back then. It was just like, good, like make a ton of money, lose a lot of money, make a ton of money, lose a lot of money. Yeah. And I think I, I got because I started with crypto first. So I got really lucky that I started in a time where they, they call it a bull market with the markets just going in one direction. Sure. Which makes it really easy to trade, but it gives you a false perception that you're better at than you are. So mm -hmm. when, and you know, I've like since transferred to doing like indices and Forex, uh, which is a lot, it's just like a little bit different and actually takes some skill to be good at, so. Okay, yeah, and see, I know nothing about any of that, so I wouldn't even know where to start. That's cool though. It's cool because you got your hands in like a whole bunch of different stuff and it seems like you're like, like uh, you can speak the language for all those things too, you know? Like you have the Airbnbs, the real estate, the gym, you're obviously well-versed in fitness and then now also trading. That's super cool. Um, I'm hitting a brain fart. There was something I was going to ask you. Oh, going back to Alex. Let's talk about that a little bit because it's like, I feel like there's mysticism around him right now. Yeah. Right? Like he's just like this yeah. mysterious dude that's like, he's super stoic online. Like people are kind of yeah. confused by him. <laughs> what was like your experience with him and Layla? Uh, like hands down the smartest people I've ever met in real life. Yeah. And I've gone out of my way to seek out different mentors, like mm. go to like different business conferences. And the guy, I don't know how, like, I want to ask him how he became so much smarter than everyone else. <laughs> like, I don't know, like, maybe it's just, I feel like he w exposes himself to so many people mm. and that just like snow piles on being, I think that's just like this, the secret is the more people, you know, and like, you know, he says he like reads and just like his brain is probably a trap too. Yeah. But like I talk to other people, you ask him a question, they'll be like, uh, I think you should do this. You ask him a question, he'll be like, well, this data says that, you know, 98% of this shows this and 33% of this is that, and you should do this because the data shows that. That's the numbers you do that. You know, yeah. I've got 3,000 examples of like what you should do in this example. You could, it doesn't matter what you ask him, that's like how he'll answer it. He's got an answer. It's just very me. matter of fact data. Here's the data, do that. That's what it's like. I was telling Heather this the other day. I was like, the reason why, like, part of the reason why I like Alex so much, like, consuming his content is because, like, he actually takes a look at like statistics and research and stuff. And he's not just like, he obviously has a lot of anecdotal experience, but like he also backs it up with real numbers, real science. He reads a lot, at least, which I don't even know how this guy has the time to read a book. Like, yeah. you know, like I'm like, you're just so busy. How do you even do that? You know, what, what was the, what was the experience like of getting coached by him? So you said you talked to him at noon every day. How long yeah. did you get to talk to him? Like uh, I mean, he'd be on for an hour every day. It was just like a zoom call or whatever. Yeah. And you know, I'd listen in, like ask questions. You could ask him whatever you want. So it's cool. You just have a conversation, whatever's coming up, whatever problems you're going through. Yeah. You just ask him and he'll answer it. And you felt like it was like really worth the investment to do that. Yeah. How important do you think mentorship is when you do this, when you, when you are an entrepreneur? Um, I think it's, 
it, yeah, it's it's really it's it's a shortcut, you know. I think yeah. you could probably figure out everything eventually yourself just by trial and error. But if you want to speed things up, I think if you find a good mentor, you're just going to shortcut yourself. But with that being said, I've also had a lot of really bad experience with mentors yeah. too. So I'm like, it's I've had I feel like I've been like I wouldn't I wouldn't say ripped off, but just like it wasn't worth the money. Okay. Like I, I probably took something away. So I don't know. Like knowledge is something that, and again, Alex says this too, it's something that nobody can take from you. Uh, it's something that you can always invest in. It's always going to give you a return. Mm -hmm. You know, everything could be, the gym could be knocked out today. And everything I know in my head, I'm 100% confident I could get back to where I'm at now. Yeah. Because I already know what to do. And that's the most important thing than like the physical. And sure. like nobody could ever steal it. So that's like your best investment is like learning the skill set behind it. Sure. So going back, so like going off of that, that's something that my mom always told me was like, um, she always wanted me to get like a degree, right? Because she was, you know, this is something that nobody can ever take from you, da da da, except it's just thousands and thousands of dollars, <laughs> right? So um, I never got my degree. I did like three ish years of school something like that if i went back now i could get a philosophy degree if i got like 12 <laughs> more credits or something um but that's useless you got a degree right yeah i wish i didn't it's so stupid so what since you've like been on the journey and you've you said that you have kind of known always that you wanted to work for yourself right yeah what pushed you into the education path like why did you actually follow through with doing that uh there was a point that i was super broke I think I was 22 at the time. I was like in transition like, of doing music stuff and it just hadn't worked out. Not be because like other bandmates had quit. So I, my band that I was in fell apart. Uh, wasn't, couldn't find a new band to be in. And I was delivering sandwiches. I was making like 14 bucks an hour. And I just felt like no matter how much I worked, I could not catch up on bills. Yeah. And I just didn't have good guidance at the time. Like I thought my only solution was going back to school and getting a degree like that okay. was the only way I saw that I could get out of what I was in so I made that commitment at the time but I wish I would have had better guidance to do something else like I could do everything that I'm doing now without a degree and I would have saved fifty thousand dollars what was your degree in again kinesiology uh, no I yeah kinesiology and business okay my major is in business yeah yeah and you don't feel like that helped you out at all with what you're doing no 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 why not uh it's just so generic like there may be like little bits and pieces, but it's a very generic approach to a lot of stuff that you don't need. I think you should narrow down on whatever the skill is that's holding you back mm -hmm. and focus in on how to learn that. There's something that's like bottlenecking everybody. Yeah. And it's just like keep asking, like digging those questions, like figuring out what exactly that is and then finding the person that can solve that one problem mm -hmm. as opposed to taking a generic approach to. 99% of the stuff you don't need, like find that 1% that you do need to push you forward. Yeah, sure. I guess, do you think that that is like more so just if somebody wants to be an entrepreneur or if they're like also trying to work for somebody like get in the workforce or do you think it's just like- Yeah, I think for everybody. Yeah. Like, let's say somebody like willing to get out of, sh like wants to get into shape. Yeah. Um, I know this doesn't apply to like business, but, um, what is it that's holding them back from getting into shape? Like maybe they don't show up or they're too busy or something. So that can be traced back to time management. Yeah. There's somebody out there that's really good with time management that they could pay mm -hmm. to teach them how to manage their time better. And that's what they should invest in if that's what they want. Yeah, that makes sense. Or business too. Like it could be um, 
at one point for me, it was like trying to hire the right people. And while I, I got lucky that I like had the right people like come into my life, um, there's, I'm sure there's somebody I could hire that would teach me how to hire people. Yeah, so it's just like, it's just like, what's, where are you stuck right now? Yeah. You could ask that for like literally any position you're in. There's something yeah. that's keeping you stuck and there's somebody that knows the answer to it. So it's just like finding them and paying them. How do you feel? Yeah. So how do you feel like you discern who's the right person in that? I mean, that's the, that's the hard part about yeah. it is that there's so many people that think they know that are just idiots or delusional or like have a big mouth that like, so, um, but like with Alex, I listened to his podcast, I read his book and I realized that I was making more progress taking his advice than I was to the person I was actually like paying. And it was like free advice. Yeah. Free advice. Yeah. So I guess if you're a business too, you could do the, you could reverse engineer that and give out free advice. And when people realize that's like legit, that's the best way to attract as well. He says that. Sorry, we have we have audience commentary. He says what? <laughs> yeah. Which. True. When let's, I was let's restart the, the thing real quick. Ready? All right. What were you gonna say? When you what? When I first started with Alex too, he was against personal branding, and he said there's no point in like putting out, like doing like their, uh, well like like putting out free stuff. Well, well, not you, know, you shouldn't do that, but he was all about paid ads. And then he realized that he blew up from personal branding. So now he is like all for it. So there's like something that he's like involved in over the years. Yeah. So that's like really like, wow, he's like, how he's like so popular now is he'd like constantly put out content that would help people. Yeah. And then that like transitioned into him making money. And that he like realized that later on. That like actually seems to be the majority of his videos now too is branding. Like yeah. he talks about why it's your personal branding. brand is yeah. so important. And yeah, I remember him actually talking, like doing a video about like, I did not like the personal brand thing at all. And then he like, no. he was all paid up. ads when he first started. That's crazy. Pay for pay for marketing. Yeah. Like don't do it yourself. But yeah, now it's, it's all like branding. But it, yeah, but also his, his shit works, right? Like I couldn't, like if I was just going to give out free advice for like how to start a construction business the right way or whatever, it probably wouldn't take off the same way. But he's also like a total anomaly. How, how much do you think that your business like improved because of the mentorship from him? Um, numbers wise, you know, I at least doubled where I was at at the time. Really? And I had another like, really great coach before that too that was able to, but it was, it was, it was, I learned the basics from him, like basic sales, basic marketing, mm -hmm. and that like tripled my business. And then when I was with Alex, it like, you know, I was already at like a higher level for like the gym business anyways. Um, but that, you know, I was able to open my second location, which we did, you know, so one was fitness, one was kickboxing, Yep. but I was able to open a second gym and, um, yeah, I was doing really well, but honestly, like the biggest thing for him is just, just volume, like doing yeah. way more than I was like ad spend. He had me like six X what I was spending on ads. Yeah. Like, so like anybody could have just said that it's not, but sure. like, it's just the fact that he said it, right. You know, it's not like some secret. It's just, what are you doing now? Okay. Do way, way more of that. Yeah. Like more than you think. Sometimes it takes like, like I've even said this about myself, like I'll give advice to somebody that I think is like useful 
and like I hear myself say it, but I hear it from the right person, and then finally it just like boom click. Yeah, you know, and you're like, holy shit, yeah, dude, I. I think that there is a lot of value to be taken from like getting the right mentor for sure. Just my problem is sometimes just figuring out who are the right people to listen to online. Cause everybody has these, like the, the, what's it called? The feedback or when they always like post, you know, the messages from like clients that they've had or whatever. Right. But I'm always like, ah, oh, what if that's fake? You know, what if that's yeah. fake? But Alex definitely seems to be doing it the right way. I want to get into like, so you have these three endeavors that you're in now, the gym, um, Airbnb trading. Um, and with Alex's advice, you know, go all in on one thing and that's how you kind of like, you know, make your career, make your money. Where do you find like, you kind of like have to make some sacrifices in one business or where do you see like the ups and downs for things? Yeah. Um, I mean with like pursuing trading and doing the Airbnbs, I'm sure if I had, Pulling back in on doing gym stuff, I'd be farther along. Yeah. So is that what you mean in like regards to that or just more like so like stuff? well, I mean, yeah, I guess all of it. So like, do you see any like lack in one thing because you have you put more focus in another or yeah, is I, it all steady for you? No, I always feel like something suffers, which uh, so I mean, like outside hobbies, jujitsu, um, trying to be in shape and like work out, yeah. obviously, because I like should. I feel like, like I mean, obviously, you, you know, but um, so like that's like like eating well. I, so like for me, it's like music, jujitsu, eating well, working out and then business stuff. I feel like I can never get like all five yeah. in sync. And right now for me, like eating well, like I, I still work out every day, but they're pretty shitty workouts and like pretty short and really? just like to the point. Yeah. And I feel like I'm like in the worst shape I've been in like the last like 10 years. So like. But that's like something I'd like, I'm like sacrificing right now. Yeah. Um, that's like kind of lagged, I guess. Yeah. So I would, but the goal is like you get these other businesses in a place where you can delegate enough stuff out so that you put the work up front and then they're running on its own more or less. So I can go back to like focusing on that, you know? Do you have like a property manager that you have for the Airbnbs? Uh, no, not right now. I've got a cleaning person. Two cleaning people, like a handy person. Yeah. So I have, I technically could have it all delegated out right now. Yeah. Um, I'm doing some of the work. Well, I told you before, uh, a couple of people, one of them is injured. The other one's on vacation. Yeah. And I don't mind uh, doing some of the work right now. I kind of enjoy it. So, um, but realistically, it's not moving the needle forward in anything business wise. Sure. So it's not the best use of my time. Um, so I'm trying to get get it delegated out just because it doesn't make sense for me to do it. Yeah, that makes sense. So for for people who are like just starting out or like that want to do an entrepreneurial endeavor, like just kind of be their own boss in some sort of way. What do you think? Give your experience on like what were the things that like did you have to go through any like major pain points that kind of pushed you forward? I think the biggest one is the take just being able to take the risk. Like yeah. there's, you're always gonna have to put yourself in a hole to get yourself farther forward. Sure. Uh, so I think it's just like the pain of, like what I was saying with this construction. So I just recently built out an attic that I'm gonna do as another rental, and I know that's gonna make me monthly profit mm -hmm. every month, but it went way over cost. So I've got that like pain of like having this debt 
that I got to pay off. But as soon as I do, I'm like, good. Yeah. But I, I'm willing to put myself in that position where it's like a little bit uncomfortable, a little bit out of my budget, but I can, I know I can figure it out. Yeah. And when I do, it's, you know, I've got an extra couple thousand bucks coming in every single month. Yeah. Do you think you have to go through like some of those uncomfortable points to, to actually like get forward? Mm, or do you no, think that things can always somebody, be smooth sailing? There's all, I mean, there's, if you have somebody that can provide capital for you. Yeah. So you can either have somebody give you money and have less returns, or you can grind it out to make your own money and have more returns later. So it's just how you want to do it. Yeah. Like, do you want, do you want less of the pie, but make that pie bigger up front, or do you want more of it and take longer to bake? Wait, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <I feel like laughs> yeah. This analogy's falling apart. Sure, but. No, I get what you're saying, though. I guess, like, my question is really in, like, lessons learned. Do you think that, like, you need to go through, like, those pain points and those uncomfortable moments? Um, yeah. You got to be okay with failing. It's just going to be yeah. impossible to not fail. Like, nobody's going to do it perfectly. Yeah. You just have to be okay with taking action, failing right away, and then pivoting and then learning on that instead of trying to make everything perfect. It's just not going to – it's just real life doesn't work that way. Yeah, for sure. Well, hey, dude, awesome. With that, I'm going to ask you three questions. Okay. We kind of we kind of went through this in the beginning, but we'll just see where it goes. Um, so number one, what is like your biggest goal right now? Uh, so with trading, I've got outside capital that I'm trading with for a firm, and right now I'm at. What does that mean? Uh, so people give me their money, and then we split commission. Oh shit! So I've got my own account, my own money that I trade with. But I trade other people's money too. Yeah. Uh, so right now my funding is at a hundred thousand dollars. Nice. But I'd like to get it up to a million within like That means you get to trade a million dollars? Yeah. So I have a million dollars in capital to trade. Oh my god. So by the end of I'll say by like January, because that's like a good good number. Yeah. I'd like to be funded a million dollars. Holy crap. <laughs> Wait, that's a million of other people's money? Yeah. Jeez. And then add my own on top of that, too. But I don't have a million to trade with, unfortunately. Yet. Not yet. Yet. In assets, you probably got damn near close. Yeah, actually, I do. I found out that my houses are worth over a million. Yeah. Yeah. Sick. You're a millionaire. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. Fuck, dude. Have you said that out loud? No. Hopefully the IRS doesn't watch. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. Just kidding. That's going to be the intro clip. No. Yeah. <laughs> That'll drag people no, in. No, I mean, so that's like, it's like stuck in stuff. But yeah, I could like potentially sell everything and be a millionaire. That's fucking sick, dude. That's awesome. Congrats. I'm super happy for you. That's Thank great. You. Um, wow. I was taken back by that. Um, so I guess, and you can take this question how you want. You can rephrase it if you want. Um, what sacrifices are you willing to make to get there to that goal? Um, risk, risk, uh, yeah, I'm willing to risk both financially, whether that's investing in somebody that needs to show me the skill mm. to learn whatever I need to learn next, the time, you know, there's a lot of time that I'm willing to spend my weekends back testing different strategies where instead of doing stuff that other people consider fun you know i yeah. like i enjoy doing that stuff because i know what it's going to get me in the future right um i'm lucky that i've got people in my life that are super supportive but so early on i've had to make sacrifice with like friends family but yep. i'm in a super good spot now where i've got all my friends 
family relationships like they're all super supportive so thankfully that's like not something i need to sacrifice it's already woven in yeah that's to what awesome. i'm doing that's great what sacrifices are you not willing to make to accomplish it um my health is yeah. like the biggest thing yeah that's a good one yeah just my health is something that i'd never be willing to compromise for it that's good dude Actually, and I, I just have to ask you another question, to be honest, because I'm super curious myself. What is like your biggest motivator? Is it mon monetary or is it like do you have something inside of you that's telling you you need to do these things or like what is it? I think freedom, being able to do whatever I want. Yeah. I think uh, initially it was like proving people wrong, which sounds like so stupid now, but like. Yeah, I don't think like so. Like insecurities, I guess, if you like really dive into it, like not i feel like i was like a late bloomer like while all my other friends were like graduating from college and making money like i was like still like poor and like not doing anything and just like yeah. like i really wanted to prove like to them like old friends like exes that like but you know it's like one of those things you look back and you like realize like nobody like really cares yeah <laughs> so it's like yeah, yeah. but yeah. that was that was like an initial like motivating factor but now it's just like having the freedom and like helping other people like yeah I just think it'd be super cool to like um, help out friends, like family, like take care of people. Like yeah. I would like to, when my parents get to the age of retiring and they need to be in a nursing home, like I want to put them in a super cool spot where, yeah. you know, they can shit their pants and be happy <laughs> about it. So And get the nice wipes for their yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Not the towels, the reusables. Yeah. I think like helping people and like, traveling maybe like yeah i don't know that's really cool dude i appreciate that well hey man i really appreciate you being on this and being my second person i couldn't have like thought of a better person to have on the show especially in the early stages and um thanks so much brother yeah thank you yeah like and subscribe hit that channel come to commotion fit stay in one of his airbnbs thanks dude yeah you think that was good